0: things you should know right off the bat i've had four cups of coffee i'm a little nervous did i mention my name's Chaddy? yeah oh this is a creative church podcast and well you should know that uh i cry in corners true story What is up, fam? Welcome to episode 11 of I Cry in Corners. Oh my gosh, we are in season two and I have no idea how we got here. So thank you, thank you to everyone who has been with me on this journey and patiently waiting for season two. I appreciate the time you guys gave me to recharge this summer. It's been incredible and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Um, If you're new to the podcast, hi, my name's Chadi. Um, I'm excited that you're here. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been commenting and leaving reviews. You guys are the flippin' best. Um, I have laughed so hard reading some of these reviews and all you guys that have posted stuff from the podcast and have gotten the word out there, like seriously, like, I couldn't be more grateful. Sometimes I sit around and I'm like, I can't can't believe it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're super loved, and um, I'm excited about season two. Okay, so um, I do these things in 10 episodes. So the first 10 episodes are actually season one, and it's the foundation of I Crying Corners. It's the why behind the corner, kind of. So if you're wondering what the heck I Crying Corners is, uh, it's a leadership principle, Yes, uh, leadership principles. Yes, this podcast is kind of being like, it's 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 a leadership podcast and it's a creative podcast, but I see things really differently than the average bear. So for me in my mind, I see things as leadership should be, it should motivate people to um, live transformationally and not like Behavior modification. Like, I don't want to give you tidbits in your leadership or in your creativity that are going to modify your behavior. I want to do things that are going to transform your heart to love God and love people more. And so, as I've been writing these foundations of I Crying Crying Corners and this principle that I felt like God gave me, um, that's really what my heart behind it is. And so, I Crying Corners is just it's, it's a person that is self-aware that says, I can't lead myself or people well um, unless I'm truly self-aware. So, I don't know, being a creative, I have a lot of feels and I'm introverted, so I have a lot of I process things differently. And so, for me, I have had to learn how to steward my feelings with wisdom in a way that I feel like other people don't have to, which is a little weird, but... I can't lead myself or my team or be a good wife or a sister or a daughter or all the other things that I want to be great at. I can't be great at those things if I don't steward my feelings with wisdom. And um, that's why it's so important to be led of the Holy Spirit because I feel like if if you can grasp that understanding of being self-aware and and being able to guard your heart and your words well, you can impact people for good. So I'm going to do a really quick five-second recap on season one because I really want you to hear the heart behind it before I jump into season two. Cool? Okay. So season one, I talked about 10 different things and I'm going to do a real quick overview. Uh, episode one was the why. So it's the why behind I Crying Corners. And it pretty much in a nutshell says you don't need to be perfect to lead. You just need to be willing. I find a lot of times that the greatest leaders are no- I know are people that just said yes um, and God bless that, and God was faithful, and it's it's good to be qualified, but man, that's another thing to be called, and I think that uh, God will just use you where you're at. Um, my pastor said recently that uh, your assignment is life, is where you're assigned, and I totally just like was like I just wanted to high five him from 15 rows back and be like, yes, homie, it's so good. So you don't need to be perfect to lead; you just need to be willing. Uh, episode two is about your feelings. Um, I have a lot of feelings. Anyone that knows me knows I have a lot of feelings. You might not see them outwardly, but they're there. Anyways, feelings are meant to guide you, not define you. And I think a lot of times because I work in a creative field, everyone and their mother has feelings. And everybody wants to talk about their feelings. And nobody knows how to deal with their feelings. And I think that feelings are good, but they're not God. And um, sometimes it kind of takes precedence over what God is really saying. So, And I, I have dealt with that even recently, so I feel like I might need to go back and listen to episode two. Anyways, episode three was all about purpose, and your sole purpose is to love God and love people. That's your purpose in life. I think this whole world is going nuts right now about going out and finding out who they are, when really, if we would just narrow down whose we are, and it's like who you are is already encompassed into all he is, um being Jesus. And so um, that's what all episode three is about. Episode four is about sacrifice. I'm a firm believer that the greatest leaders in the world are like the most epic at sacrificing. Jesus was the greatest leader in the world, and he and he sacrificed his life for those, even the ones that didn't even give a crap. And your sex, your success may inspire people, but your failures will actually teach people and I, there's a vulnerability and a messiness about your failures. And I think that if you can just, show people the real you and not be so polished and not be so awesome. I know this is completely counterculture to um what everyone else says about leadership, about like, you know, you got to be super professional, but like I don't lead like that. I only can lead like I how God you know made me. So for me leading out of out of a sacrificial heart like it helps me keep things Keeps my heart focused on Jesus. Keeps my heart focused on the people that I lead and the reason why I lead. And so um, I can't serve people well if I'm not living sacrificially. And that's really what leadership is—it's it's serving. Uh, episode five was about fruit, and so here we are—we're serving people, we're loving people. But the fruit of your life is not things attained, but instead things you give away. And see, if you really want to serve people and love people, you got to give things away. So. What I love so much about uh, the way that my team specifically operates, it's it's very collaborative. And so it's not like, hey, this was my idea. You can't work on my idea. Everything is all intertwined. And I think even in marriage and even in life and even in friendships, the greatest way you can build a legacy is by intertwining your legacy to other people. A, A lot of the things that I've been successful at, it's not my success. It's what I'm attached to. It's what... Um, the opportunities I get are because what I'm attached to. like I wouldn't even be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for Creative Church, which I love and they're so amazing and they have such a heart for creative people. And I think a lot of times people think they've got to do things alone, but really the, the heart behind legacy is doing things together. Like Jesus didn't come and hang out by himself. Jesus came and he um, connected himself with community. And I talk about this all in episode five. Episode 6, I talk about um, following well, and those who follow well, uh, they lead well, because you can't take people where you haven't gone yourself. And in episode 7, I talk about the kingdom, the kingdom. So you don't have to have position to have influence, you just need to have Jesus, which is ironic, because that's where we're going today. Episode 8 is all about your words. You're not responsible for how people respond to your words, you're just responsible for your words. And that's a big one for me because I process differently than other people and it's hard for me sometimes to get what I really want to say out. And so I think that it's important to be led of the Holy Spirit and self-aware that maybe if you aren't as articulate as other people or you don't have the vocabulary as other people to be able to say the right words and the right things and be able to express yourself. So if you've ever had trouble with that, go listen to episode eight. And then episode nine was all about you because your uniqueness matters to God. And there are things that you're going to do that I can't do. And there are people you're going to impact that I can't impact. And um, number 10, episode 10, was all about fear and conquering fear. Because the reality is you can be a great leader. You can love people and understand a sacrifice and give things away and follow well and be a kingdom person and have the right words and understand your uniqueness. But if you don't understand how to combat fear, um, you won't be able to do any of it with um, excellence, and so that's funny because it leads us here today to uh, episode eleven. And so uh, I think I w- had to be maybe twenty six years old when uh, I found out that they they thought I had cancer. I know Debbie Downer. Anyways, this is a good story. So what ha- happened was um, I had gone to the doctor, and um, so they were like, "Yeah, we th- this is what we we believe you have." Yada yada. I was like, I was a wreck, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm twenty six. Like I have my whole life ahead of me." Like. And I I was so overwhelmed with um, what to do and how to do it. And I remember in that season, I didn't have a whole lot of people in my corner. Um, My husband and I had recently been married. We'd only been married a short time. And um, we had gone through this transition within our church. And to be honest with you, I didn't have a whole lot of people in my corner. And what was so great about that situation, yes, I said what is so great about that situation, was that it really taught me, that the only person I ever really needed in my corner was Jesus. And he. that's why this episode's calling, keeping the main thing the main thing. Because I've spent the entire summer, if I'm honest, pretty overwhelmed and um, having a lot of social anxiety and feeling overwhelmed, to be quite honest with you, trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and trying to figure out how the crap am I going to be successful in season two and all these things that I have that I, are winning. Like, God, how do I keep this up? Like, God, what do I do? Like, I'm not qualified. I don't feel like I can do it. And God reminded me of that season when I was very sick and how He miraculously healed me and walked me through that season and taught me how to rely on Him. And to be honest with you, He reminded me of that season all summer long. It was like He was refreshing my memory on the things He had already done to set me up for the things that He was going to do. And I think a lot of times... Chadi, why are you talking about all this? Well, I'm telling you that not you don't have to be perfect to lead. I'm telling you that God has a plan for your life, but I will tell you that life is not always going to be easy, and you can't be a great leader if you don't realize the only thing you need in your corner is Jesus. Now, yeah, we'll talk about the other people you need in your corner, because that's what this whole season's about, is the top ten people you need in your corner. But this is the most important thing ever, because the reality is, is things can be going phenomenal, but you can still feel sad. Things can be epic, but you can still feel overwhelmed. Things can um, still feel like they're moving forward in the kingdom and God is blessing you, but feelings are real, man. Life, Life sometimes can get the best of you and you can lose your focus, but if you don't realize that Jesus is all you'll ever need, then it doesn't matter that you have everything. And I don't need to go through the names of all the people this summer who have who have, you know, taken their life or people that are now in rehab and yada, 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 people of of extreme success. But I believe that the enemy is working overtime to take people's focus off what truly is, um, and, and taking their perspective and, so I'm going to read Psalms a little bit of Psalms 27. It's my favorite Psalms. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about it because I feel like when you realize Jesus is the only dude you need in your corner, the only person you need in your corner, you'll be able to, um, I don't know, there's, there's like this extra self-awareness, this extra like, okay, I'm in this corner, but there's a thankful filter that comes along with it and it helps you combat all these feelings and all the things that you're contending with, um, at least for me. It's, it's helped me contend with it. It's helped me remember that God, the God that healed me of cancer, the God that um, brought me to the church that I'm at, the God that uh, saved my marriage, the God that brought me into this place of success and, and peace and thankfulness, that this is the God of yesterday is still the same God of today. And, and that's what this Psalms reminds me of. I love it. It says, uh, "'The Lord is my light and my salvation, and whom shall I fear?' The Lord is my strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? And then I love it. It jumps to four. It says, The one thing I have desired, O Lord, the one thing I seek, is that that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And behold the beauty of the Lord, and inquire in his temple. For in his time of trouble, we shall hide me in your pavilion. In the secret place of your tabernacle, you will hide me. You'll set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle, and I will sing yes, and I will sing praises to the Lord. And then 8 says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. I love that it says, my heart said to you. I think the enemy will do anything, whether you are leading yourself or leading people, to kind of like deflate your heart. Because I feel like, you know, it says in the Bible that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But it's it's out of here it says, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. I think that there are mind games going on and there are things going on in life. But as a leader, as a person trying to just serve people and love God and love people, I feel like if the enemy can overwhelm my heart, then it's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. And so... What I started to realize in this last couple months is that sometimes I put Jesus in three different type of roles. And the first role is I kind of make him a picture on the wall where he's something I have and everyone else knows it, but it's just there. And I walk by it and it's not real. It's just there. It's like a decoration in my house. And sometimes I treat Jesus like Alexa. Alexa. Hey God, you're just here for my commands. Hey, can you do this for me? What song is this? But the reality is, is, he needs to be like Mickey from Rocky in my corner, like this wise voice constantly cheering me on and helping me strategize, winning and, and remaining in the ring and helping me with my cardio. Because the reality is is, when you have Jesus in your corner, you win. And during this last season where God began to remind me of that season when I was sick and I walked into this summer starting to get sick and and watching God miraculously do amazing things and move things out of the way. And, and when I felt overwhelmed and that anxiety to come back on, God began to show me like, hey, chaddy, I'm not a picture on the wall. Hey, Chaddy, I'm not Alexa. I'm actually in your corner. And these are things that you think I would know because, you know, I'm a professional Christian and everything sometimes, man, life is hard and sometimes you lose your focus. And so I have no idea why I'm sharing this. Look, I had such a great podcast plan for today. But I just feel like I need to just be incredibly vulnerable and honest and say, I know there's got to be someone out there that everything on the outside looks like it's going awesome. But inside you feel like you're going crazy. And I just want to tell you that it's okay, that God loves you that he's there. He's as close as a whisper. I love it when people tell me all the time, they're like, chaddy I'm just overwhelmed and I can't hear from God. I don't feel like he's in my corner. And I always say, you know, they say that the Holy Spirit's like a whisper, right? So if you can't hear God, what else are you allowing to be louder than him? Because he's really close. And for me personally, when I can't hear him, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm I realize that I've allowed other things to take precedence, and I've made him a picture on the wall, or I made him Alexa, and I really didn't allow him to be my cheerleader. And my heart is not saying, Lord, I'll seek your face. Nothing, a part of me, my heart, none of it, is saying that. I'm just trying to survive. God doesn't want us in survival mode. He wants us in thrive mode. And the only way we can truly thrive is by living in relationship with him that it surpasses Um, a Sunday morning that surpasses a 15-minute Devo. It's like a super intimate, awesome relationship that you're constantly in His presence. I love this. It says, One thing I've asked, one thing I seek is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And I'll tell you this, if you're ever feeling overwhelmed, if you're ever feeling like God, I, I don't even know if you're in my corner. God, I don't like, and you can't, and for some reason, you're just not able to remind yourself and refresh yourself on all the things God's already done for you. I will say this get in his presence. Get in his presence. Go literally go sit in a corner somewhere and turn on some epic worship music. Put your favorite song on, repeat. Because that's really what I've done all summer. I've gone to the Consume Jesus Culture album and I've listened over and over and over and over again. Because in His presence is where I find peace, in His presence is where I find joy, in His presence is where I find rest and all the things that I need. Because it doesn't matter how you might be winning at everything, but that doesn't make you happy. Somebody asked me this summer; they could see that I was overwhelmed, and they said, "Chadi, you, you don't look happy." And I was like, "I was like, oh, okay, you know, what does that even mean, you know?" And they were like, "What? What actually makes you happy? Do you know what makes you happy?" And I could have started. I could. I could have been like, "Well, I love to write. You know, I love my podcast. My husband's smoking hot. You know, I can. I can start naming things." But to be honest with you, the only thing that makes me truly happy—the thing that I—it's not things. It's his presence. I. I love. I love. I love. I love. Love his presence. If I could just sit in silence in my car and just pray and seek god like that's what i love and i know some of you guys are like really you don't like to travel or do anything else no no i do i love my husband we've been hanging out all summer it's been freaking amazing and we've been traveling and we had an incredible vacation and found a lot of rest and laughed and joked and but for me i'm a weirdo i guess i just really just want to spend time in his presence Because for me, because I struggle with depression and because I struggle with a lot of social anxiety, I have to be super ultra diligent in spending time in his presence. I have a friend who loves being around people. And so when she's she just loves being around people all the time, it totally fills her up. Well, it doesn't fill me up. If I have to people all day, I have to spend two days alone because I can't be so peopled out. But you gotta know who you are, you gotta be self aware. And for me, what I've realized in this last season um, is that not only do I need Jesus in my corner. I need to be so engulfed in His presence in that corner that it doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to attack my heart in, whether it's anxiety, whether it's feeling overwhelmed, whatever it is. Because the reality is, is if I take, it, like, it, like it says here, it says you, you now you take my head and you lift it up, you put me above on a rock. Like if I allow God in His presence to bring me up high enough to see everything that I feel overwhelmed about, it's really not that big of a deal. It's really not that overwhelming. I'm actually in the greatest place ever, in the greatest situation ever, totally able and qualified to do the things. But sometimes, man, you get so up under the fog that you forget the sun is above it. And you know what? That's okay. Again, I said this at the very beginning and I said this in episode one. You don't need to be perfect to lead. You just need to be willing. So if you're out there today and you're overwhelmed, if you're out there today and you're like, chaddy I just, I need a friend in my corner. I just need... I just need someone in my corner. You just need Jesus, dude. When things go down, you need Jesus in his presence. He's the only one who is always winning. He's the only one that is always loving. He is the only one that is always available. No one knows victory like Jesus. He's won at everything. From life to death. From joy to sorrow. He is like, he's the epitome of victory. So who better to be in your corner And I know some of you are like, Chadi, what does this have to do with creativity or leadership or life? Okay, we got it. You had a rough summer because you're a weirdo for no reason. And um, what does this have to do with any of it? Because you can't lead with love without Jesus because he's love. You can't create anything profound that will impact the kingdom without the creator. You, You can't live a life with joy and peace without the one who is joy, without the one who is peace. Because he's all those amazing things we need in this life. He's hope. He should be your first go-to. He should be our final say. He should be. Because when you encounter people that don't know the love of God, what do you say to them? What, what can you say if he's not in your corner? And not, 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 not in your corner like the picture on the wall. Not in your corner like Alexa. But I'm talking about like besties. Like everywhere you go, he goes. Like you don't move unless he moves type of Jesus in your corner he's the greatest friend. He's the greatest love. He's the greatest encounter. He's the greatest peace. He's the greatest hope. And if you're, I know someone, I know someone out there saying, Chadi, well, um, if you've been sad bear all summer and yet um, you have Jesus, how does that work? Well, because you know what? I'm still human. We live in a broken world. We live in a broken humanity. Um, The reality is, is (laughs) until I get to eternity, I might feel like this, but what was it Benny Perez this weekend said something that was pretty amazing he said he came to our church and he preached and he said just because you feel it doesn't mean you become it and you know what I feel a lot of things this podcast is called I cry in corners but it's not who I am I know whose I am whose I am dictates who I am not my feelings And somebody out there is feeling sad bear. Somebody out there is thinking they can't lead. They can't be a good parent. They can't do the things that they're doing. They can't get inspired. But the reality is is you can because it has nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with whose you are. So what a weird kickoff to season two. But, you know, it wouldn't be at Crying Corners if it wasn't. So um, I'm excited about this season, guys. Keep your head up you are loved, you are flipping awesome, and um, I know that God's got a plan for all of this. So we're going to dive in the next couple episodes on besties and haters and (laughs) all the people you actually need in your corner besides Jesus, because that's what makes Jesus so cool is he gives us epic squad goals along the way. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Okay, well, I love you. If you are not following me on Instagram or Twitter or the Facebooks, um, feel free. Uh, Also, the blog launched brand new, so I'm excited about it. And make sure you're following Creative Church as they're amazing. So I love you guys, and um, have an amazing week. I'll see you soon. Love you, weirdos.